0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Fan Effect brought to you by the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theatres, Utah's premier movie going experience. I'm Andy Farnsworth and joining me today is our favorite recurring guest, (laughs) Dan Farr, founder of Fanex Salt Lake Comic Convention. We're just four short months away from FanX 2022. I think oh I my looked gosh, on the website really? today. We're about wow. 130 days oh, out wow. on the countdown clock.
1: It comes very quickly. <laughs>
0: September 22nd through 24th at the Salt Palace Convention Center. Tickets are still on sale for those of you who haven't got yours yet. And it's a pretty good lineup of guests already announced for this year. William Shatner, Carrie Elways, Vincent D'Onofrio, Stephen Amell, Jody Benson among the list. But, Dan, that's a good lineup, but... We want a great lineup.
1: You want a great one. Okay. Yeah, so
0: I think we're going to move a little bit closer to that,
1: right? That's not enough. That, yeah. that
0: list right there is good, but it's
1: not enough. Not very many people, right? Yeah, it's not. No, I'm kidding. Because it, 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 we're going to probably have more celebrity guests at this show than we have before. And so I, I, th- I think the number-wise, I mean, I'll, I'm trying to keep it around the same number, but I just, gravity keeps pulling things to uh, wanting to book more people.
0: Well, and we're hoping this year is the year. We talked about this in some previous FanX teases that that we kind of get back to two, three years ago level of FanX. I think so. And and it feels like it's going that way. So there will be some pent-up desire from people Big time. to maximize their three days exactly especially yeah. the people who haven't been able to come for the last two years No, that well, two years ago nobody yeah. could come yeah. but who weren't able to come last year and now it's been three years since they were able to really have the fullest
1: effect. yeah and they're, they're gonna be able to come and have a great time and you know fortunately the uh, world is opening up more and hopefully you know fingers crossed that it stays that way and that we can continue to uh you know um meet together and, and feel more normal. And so I, I'm, I'm expecting that. And and I've seen that at other conventions around the country, you know, they, they are starting to feel very normal. Um, as you attend them, you know, you're, you're not worried about, you know, some people are wearing masks, which everybody can do, you know, they can wear them if they'd like to. And, uh, but others, I'd say the majority of the people aren't wearing masks and I haven't heard that there's been a big burst of, uh, you know, COVID after. Right, after right. The, the super spreader. The events. super spreader events. Yeah. I, I think we're oh, fingers crossed past that. Okay. Well, that's yeah. what I'm hoping as well. Yeah. So we,
0: we've we got uh, three months to wait. Uh, so let's let's whet some people's appetite. You're here today because you've got some more guests to announce. Now, before we reveal that, I want to play a clip from a movie that all of today's guests are related to. So little, so they'll give our listeners a chance, although they'll probably see the description or something like that. But anyway, let's yeah. have some fun. Maybe somebody's listening to this from a link and they don't know who the guests are. So here is the clip. There's certain rules to surviving. Believe me, I know. They always come back. The killer is a part of something in the past. This one just feels different.
1: You're all in danger. Sydney. I've seen this movie before. What? Not this movie. You said we were going to finish this. Go finish it, Sydney. Go finish it, Sydney. Yes, that's so perfect. I I have to tell you right now, there's some people with tears in their eyes, and you know that's the thing that's just crazy is the power of fandom. You know, I've I've had an opportunity in the past to maybe look at uh, booking scream guests in the past, but uh, just didn't work out timing or whatever. But oh yeah, so I guess we should say. That was a clip from the movie Scream. Yeah, so, yeah just I guess in case somebody sure, doesn't know. Yeah, that. if somebody doesn't know, then maybe they're they're not crying. But but if they're <laughs> but the people
0: who do, already recognize
1: yeah, it immediately. And if they're Scream fans, they are, you know, really passionate about it. A franchise that's almost thirty years old yes. began in '95, mm-hmm.
0: which was kind of a parody of slasher movies, and then suddenly yeah. it took on a life of its own as it as, a, as a pretty good slasher movie series in its own right. And then they re uh, they brought the cast back together last was it last year or is it earlier this year yeah, I can't remember uh, yeah but anyway sometime in the past year mm-hmm. with a new movie that kind of picked up the legend of where it left off and I think brought David Arquette back I hadn't seen uh-huh. him in forever yes and then he was back Nev Campbell brought him back so mm-hmm. who are the guests from Scream Well I'm I, I gonna say
1: one thing just to just, okay, just to drag it out longer just to make people wait <laughs> who it's coming from but my part of my. You know, I, I was telling you before the show that I use a lot of people to kind of give me an idea of what's going to be popular at the show. And I, I have to say, I, I leaned on my 13-year-old daughter for Scream. I mean, I, I have been watching other Three conventions. 13-year-old yeah, is the, a big Scream uh, fan. Well, isn't that crazy? It's like she is, and she's really into Disney and, you know, princesses and like all an that. Odd but odd combination of things. I think it comes from me because <laughs> I, I do, uh, since she was young, we would always do a... A big spook alley at the house, and she okay. became accustomed to all the monsters. She called them the the guys. You know, go up. we have a bunch of monsters in the closet. And she'd want to take people. She's two years old. She'd walk up. Hey, come see the guys in the closet. And she'd open the closet, and there's just scary <laughs> monsters. So, I, I think she just desensitized to that. But she is she's a total princess. Is that's a fun, funny thing about it. But um, anyway, I I started oh, to be taking... fair.
0: Teenage girls do like getting scared, so yeah. maybe that does fit right yeah. into the wheelhouse.
1: And I, I do kind of wonder if she likes it. More because she hears it's popular, rather than really like just having to. To uh, I, I know she's watched it. You know the edited versions, but uh, uh, we we anyway. So I told her I've been. It's been probably about a year Did or so. Did you hear
0: that, Mrs. Far? The edited
1: versions. Yes. Don't well, get mad at Dan. For no, these. she's she's the one who lets her do it. I, I yeah Oh so, wow. Yeah, so she's the one. Did you that hear that, Mrs. Far? He's she, throwing you under the bus. I'm totally throwing her under the bus. Yeah. So. um Anyway, so I I knew that Lily would be excited and uh so I got him books and then I said, "Hey, uh Lily, guess what?" And I I said, "Uh we've got somebody coming to the show." And I can't remember what I showed her. I I did something just to kind of tip it off. And I got a picture of her just wiping her eyes, she's crying. She's so excited oh, that's that they were awesome. coming. So yeah.
0: But that's what we want. It I mean, is. isn't, that's why we're that's doing fandom. all this in
1: the first place. That's exactly. That that is it. That's fandom. And and uh you know, I i don't you know i don't know everything that gets people excited, but I really try to do my best at hearing what people are saying and you know you, you know you mentioned we were talking about Dan Fogler before uh you're you're suggesting him as a great guest, and I think he's yeah. hilarious, I think he's personable he would have I believe he would have a great panel,
0: yeah, like you know there's fun. some stars who you are not sure what kind of a panel it would be or how you know outgoing they are one of my favorite movies is noises off it's a comedy from the mm-hmm. early 90s if you've I never know, seen that I know, yeah. hilarious um but john Ritter's character on mm-hmm. stage like this eloquent actor off stage he can't even string a sentence together it's oh. so funny that and i 've always wondered like which people that you see on screen are like that off screen like because there 's got to be some absolutely, and so but that 's the ones you 'd be afraid yeah. of at the, yeah. of having a panel is like, oh boy
1: yeah that 's not the same person on screen, yeah exactly, but <laughs> yeah. Dan
0: Fuller seems like somebody just from the different roles that i 've seen him in, that he would be really fun in front of an audience, uh, and you said you you saw him at the in, Atlanta in Atlanta. Con.
1: yeah and it, and it 's interesting, I got a chance to meet him and and talk to his manager and and so he's one that in in the past I thought, yeah, he seems like a good guest. But just in talking with you, is, is you brought it up a notch that now I'm more interested in trying to get him into our show sooner. You know, just because I, you know, just taking these pulses from different fans, you know, people that right. that, that love this environment, um, that that's the mo- most important factor. And so I had been on Scream, I had been watching some other conventions that had the Scream guests there and saw how well they've done like in Pittsburgh and some other cities and so I talked to the manager that has booked in several other guests with us in the past and said hey it's time for the scream guest you know so my 13-year-old daughter and how they've been doing at these other conventions have been the the I guess the bellwether for me to say hey this is it's time to do it and so it was you know the reaction I got from my daughter the reaction I got from other people that are scream fans uh, that that work for us, the you know just kind of seeing them close to tears or just excited to see' them, uh, that's what it's all about It's about bringing those fan experiences together, and so uh, that's
0: why I really like the name honestly of the convention, you know, I know there's a the whole thing about comic con and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but this is a fan experience and and I, I just think it's the best name, and I really think it fits here. Maybe better than anywhere else. Maybe that's just the selfish me having grown up here I, talking. I think but we're
1: I think we're special fans. We're named yeah. the top
0: Star Wars state in the country by yes. like a nationwide survey. We are usually in the top five in the country in um, movie premieres. Mm-hmm. Like multiple megaplex theaters will be in the top ten yes. for a movie. Like two of them. One of them's like in Sandy. One of them's in South Jordan. They're like yeah ten miles apart, and they're still two of the biggest yeah that 's that that says something about us and and you know go to go to FanX. if you haven't been to fanex you 'll find out real quick what it 's like and yeah. what a, what a fun feeling it is there 's a vibe i know that 's what a lot of my friends miss the most is it 's not even it 's not just meeting the guests because it, it, it that 's awesome sure. and, and I love watching Facebook the days and the days after the convention. I know you do it too because i 'll oh, see yeah. you commenting on people 's when hey give us your shots with your with your celebs that you took, and you get to have kind of that fun experience maybe you're not as excited about john barrowman maybe as somebody else but when you see their picture with john barrowman and the fun thing that he does or or the way that you can tell that they're just so excited to meet him like that you you can have like a vicarious enjoyable experience just that, from that's, that
1: that's exactly right i actually live vicariously through the fans because i a lot of the people we bring in you know i i don't have that experience that my daughter had with hearing that they you know, they're uh, the screencast. Some of the screencast members are coming to the event, but just seeing her excited made me excited and seeing that with other people. I love that You mentioned John Barrowman. He's one of the greatest convention guests you can get because he is so good with every fan that he meets and he's such a great entertainer. You know, he can, he can be a little bit more demanding behind this, the screen with the, with the staff, but he is absolutely, when he gets out in front of people, he, just does such a great job and so we love him for that
0: we should do a thing sometime where we we, we rank the best guests at FanEx for how well they interacted with the fans that'd be fun yeah, to hear like the top fun. five yeah of what people maybe that'd be a fun thing for you the, the FanEx x uh, facebook page get, get I love some that people's idea. opinions on that and just see you know because people can give their experiences and and you know maybe somebody's name comes up that you like maybe realize. if you'd only dealt with John Berman behind the scenes, you'd yeah. been like, "Really, that was everybody's favorite." But then you hear about everything that went on, and you're like, what? "So, I don't know. I think that'd be kind of fun."
1: Yeah, well, that, I'll will say that that's you always have great ideas. By the way, it, <laughs> you know, so I I think we need to put you on our advisory board if, if that's okay. <laughs> well, uh, at like the very that. least, an unofficial yeah. advisor. Okay, because I I'll, I'll tell you that that is a fun idea because I love I love seeing that feedback and it it does help me as I'm deciding who to put in the lineup because here, here's one of the biggest challenges I have now is celebrities that have been to our show. They want to come right back. You know, they don't want to wait, you know, five years, 10 years to come back again. Like they want to come back the next year or the year after that or whatever. And I have a hard time just kind of buffering them. And so if you look at our lineup now, there's a lot of celebrities that we have, announced already that are people that have been to our show before once or like Shatner's been there two or three times before. Yep. He's um,
0: hugely entertaining too.
1: He is. He, he's, he can uh, tell a story. He can tell a story. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, there's only one. That's you know, true. You know, the, the, there's not like you can say, well, you got an equivalent over here. You got this person. It's like Stan Lee, you know, Stan Lee, there was only Stan Lee. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think the same with William Shatner. He, he does a lot of conventions. People see him around, but he's still super popular at the conventions, especially now that he's uh, a true astronaut. That's true. And yeah. that's the
0: thing. We're going to get to hear that story for the first time.
1: Yeah. That would be, be pretty nice. Well, I, I've, I think we've teased people long enough All right. as far as that. What do okay, you so
0: back to this. Let's play the clip again. Let's get everybody excited again. There's certain rules to surviving. Believe me, I know. They always come back. The killer is a part of something in the past. This one just feels different. You're all in danger. Sydney. I've seen this movie before. Not this movie. You
1: said we were going to finish this. Go finish it, Sydney.
0: I love the meta of that. You've seen this movie before. Yeah. Not this movie. Not this movie. And it's yeah. literally
1: a movie you see anyway.
0: Yeah. So, so from Scream, who are our guests coming to FanX 2022?
1: Well, fortunately, we have Nev Campbell. Ooh, yes. yes. So, Sydney herself. Sydney, yes. All right,
0: yeah. Nev Campbell, for those of you who uh, need a little bit of a refresher, um, she's most notable for Scream, but you also saw her. Party of Five is where we really discovered her right. back in the 90s on mm-hmm. Fox. Uh, she's also in The Craft, so there's some witchcraft stuff. Catwalk and the Canterville Ghost, which is actually a fairly recent show that aired on KBYU TV here. Oh, yes. It was like a mini series, like four or five part, or four part, I believe. I actually recorded it. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list. I need to watch that. (laughs) That,
1: that, Yeah, I saw the billboards for it, and I thought, really, that that sounds fun.
0: She was also in Wild Things, which a whole generation of teenage boys knows very well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Drowning Mona, Panic, Last Call, When Will I Be Loved, and Relative Strangers, and she's been on People Magazine's list of the 50 Most Beautiful People, not once, but twice. Wow. So...
1: Worst case I, scenario. I, didn't, I didn't realize all that. You know that that you've added so much more dimension to it than I thought. I mean, I knew she was big and popular and all that, but uh, seeing, you know, basically her body of work was just phenomenal. And so I, I think we're very lucky to be able to to have her. No our pun show. intended. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. No. You're kidding. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Good.
0: Nev Campbell, and that's the, that's the big headliner from Scream. But who else? Who, well, who else from the cast? Because there's some good people in that Skeet cast. Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. Now, Skeet Ulrich was also in The Craft with Nev Campbell, which is kind of funny that those two were together in those. Uh, he was in As Good as It Gets, the Oscar nominated movie from 97. Uh, Riverdale, which is probably where most of the teenagers say, if yes. it wasn't Scream, then they've seen him on Riverdale. Riverdale now, yes. Here's one going back <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, man. That's great. <laughs> And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, He's also had recurring roles on the TV show Jericho, which Mm -hmm. was really popular here in Utah, I recall. And then Law & Order, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. Uh, And then of uh, local interest, he actually, the uh, Lifetime movie I Am Elizabeth Smart from 2017, he played Brian David Mitchell. Oh, wow. Which I think is, you know, again, I I hate that sometimes some of the worst people get the coolest actors to play them. Tommy Lee Jones played Gary Gilmore. Yeah. And, you know multiple people have played, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It feels like there's something wrong with that,
1: but Did whatever have to play that. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll and, have a good actor. It's really impressive when you have an actor that seems so much different than the role that they, yeah. they play, you know, John Carlo Esposito, for example, he's that's like true. the nicest, friendliest person you'd ever meet. And, you know, he's, He's Moff pretty Gideon. scary, yeah, Moff, Moff Gideon and Gus on oh, uh, Breaking right. Bad. Breaking Bad's the one that I haven't yeah. ever watched. Oh, you haven't watched that? Okay, no, no he's oh, he's man, so many things, but yeah, that's one he's that definitely I definitely—he's he's one you—you—you you, uh, you don't uh, want to cross that you character. Don't, you don't. He, he's just scary. Just, just has that—you uh, know—that uh, I don't know that it just emanates of just fear from when you see him and the way he looks, and just very silent. You know, just one of those people that's just kind of the silent and scary type. So. Well,
0: that f- seems to fit good uh, yeah. for some of the roles he's got. I like yeah. his voice. I remember he was yeah. the magic mirror in Once Upon a Time in okay. the early yeah. seasons. Mm-hmm. So another thing about Skeet Rich, and this is one where, you know, because I, I haven't seen a lot. I'm, I'm not a big horror movie fan, so I haven't mm-hmm. seen some of the horror movies. I haven't seen Scream, full confession.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but – uh I did see his name all the time in Robot Chicken because I love Robot Chicken, the Mm -hmm. the comedy sketch show with toys. And I'd always see his name in the credits. (laughs) Matthew Senrick and you got uh, Seth Green and then you'd see Skeet Ulrich in a lot of the credits. So it's funny to see uh, like, oh, yeah, that's Skeet Ulrich. Okay. And then I put the pieces together. All right. So who else from Scream? Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. Now, for me, that name immediately makes me think of the show The Jamie Kennedy Experiment, which was on MTV for a while. Yeah. But in addition to scream, Jamie Kennedy has been—he uh, played a bunch of characters on that show. That's mm-hmm. probably why it came to mind immediately. But he was also in the original Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes back in the really? teenage version. You know that wow. was set in Miami with guns and everything. Uh-huh. That's still some people's definitive movie version. Yeah, I, it's, wow. it's not bad. It, it's it's about thirty years old now. Uh, Bowfinger, which was with mm-hmm. um, uh, Steve Martin and yeah. Eddie Murphy, yeah, hilarious. Malibu's Most Wanted. One of my favorite comedies, uh, <laughs> Finding Bliss and Good Deeds. He's also been on The Ghost Whisperer, and his voice is uh, fairly regular on The Cleveland Show, which was a spinoff really? from Family Guy. Oh, wow.
1: Well, that's great. But
0: he's also a touring comedian and podcaster. So, his panel, you're going to look for some enjoyable, funny stuff coming from I'm him. Sure. His panel, because yeah. he, as, as a comedian, as a stand up guy, a touring comedian, meaning he knows how to yeah. work a crowd. So, right. that, that should be pretty funny. Plus, with the impressions, he might not even need. A moderator. He'll just take He'll the just, mic and just, just you go. and have an go entertaining yeah. hour.
1: Yeah. All right, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Now the next name is one that I did recognize as soon as I heard it. Yeah.
1: Well, it's Matthew Lillard. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. You. You've got uh, Shaggy. Um, but also, what's interesting with him is Salt Lake City Punk was like one of his first movies yes. that he did, I think, or, or at least early movies. I know. And, uh, you know, local director directed that. Yeah.
0: That was one that got some national traction. That's one that actually a lot of people, (laughs) that's some of the only Salt Lake City they've ever seen is from the SLC punk. Uh, So in addition to Scream, uh, and as I said, Raggy, he played Shaggy in both the live action movies now 20 years ago. Oh, it was wow. 2002 that the first Scooby Doo movie came out. Same summer yeah. as Spider Man and Attack of the Clones. Wow. I just remember that. And uh, so he's played the live action, but he also took over the voice of Shaggy in the animated series after Casey Kasem retired. Oh. Not many people realize that Casey I... Kasem was the voice of Shaggy.
1: Yeah, I, I remember Casey Kasem was, but yeah, but I didn't realize that. He... Zoinks. <laughs> Zoinks, yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh,
0: I need, let's see, what else? He's uh, uh, Matthew Lillard was in She's All That. And then he had like a cameo in He's All That, oh, which yeah? was the, the sort of follow-up sequel uh, that came out last fall on uh-huh. Netflix. And oh, it yeah? had the TikTok girl, I'm trying to remember her name, Addison Ray uh-huh. was the star. But Matthew literally, I believe, was the principal of her school. And I hadn't seen She's All That, so when I saw it with friends and they were like, oh, ah, I said, oh, okay, okay. But I knew he was in it. I just didn't know what role he played. All right. And so let's see. What else? Uh, he was in, uh, for some of the younger kids, they would recognize him from the Disney Channel show, The Descendants. Okay. Which, uh, actually, they just announced a sequel series to The Descendants, I want to say today, coming out of Hollywood. Really? But it won't have Matthew Lillard in it. But yeah, I know that will be news for parents who have little kids who've watched Descendants uh-huh. like mine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. She uh, He was in uh, She's uh, the Summer Catch, the one with Jessica Biel and... Uh, without a Paddle, and then let's see, Trouble with the Curve. Oh, that was that movie with uh, Amy oh. Adams, I want to say, was where it? she's like the daughter of a scout, a baseball scout. Okay. Clint Eastwood. Isn't yeah. that one maybe? I, I don't know if I've seen that <sighs> one. Turn I don't remember on. that. And then he was in the TV series Good Girls recently, and apparently this is something I didn't know about him that we're definitely going to have to ask him at FanX. He's a, also a gamer and has competed in Dungeons & Dragons tournaments.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, man. So we're going to have to ask him about his character, or what level he's at, all those kind of things. Maybe you have to have a tournament or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. Have him
0: join in one because you do have gaming tables and areas set up. That's an interesting idea. Have Have it be a surprise. Talk with him about that behind the scenes. Show up, bring your character sheet. Or you could have a thing where it's like, hey, play D&D with Matthew Lillard.
1: That's a great idea. Once again, more ideas. <laughs> I need a piece of paper here. Take down some notes. Well, the good news yeah. is this is being recorded. That's so you true. can listen back yeah. if you need to take notes yeah. later. But I have to hear myself. That's the only problem is that you know, I'll be talking during it. And so I'll have to listen to myself, but you know, (laughs) well, that's all right. They tell me I need to let you guys talk more and me talk less. Oh, no, this is perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's a pretty, that's some pretty solid guests. We've got a scream foursome, Nev Campbell, Skeetal Rich, Jamie Kennedy, and Matthew Lillard, all coming to Fanex, 2022, uh, if this is the one that puts you over the top, make sure you get your tickets. Where can you get tickets? And We're going to talk yeah. more, but let's oh, yeah. t-
1: Fan, fanx.com. That that's the best place to get it. You just go to fanx.com and then you can just pick out what you want there.
0: Are you still having pre-sales? Uh, pre sales. Yeah,
1: the the discounts are, discounts. That's are over. The word I'm the, for. There are um you know, maybe, you know what, maybe what we need to do is let's talk after and set up a, you know, fan effect discount code or something. <gasps> what? Why don't no. we do that? Yeah. That would be so cool. Okay. Well, let's let's uh, make sure we do that.
0: Okay. So if Screams got you excited, make sure you get your tickets to FanX. Go to FanX Salt Lake or com, mm-hmm. and it'll have links for the tickets. Plus, it'll show you all the guests. I only mentioned a few of them, but- Yeah, there's uh,
1: 35 at least. Speaking of guests, yeah.
0: we're going to talk about some guests in just a second because I have- some questions about previous guests, and always some suggestions. And this, you know, since we have you, Dan, I want to do a little bit of, anytime I have you, I want some how the sausage is made, okay, peek behind the curtain kind of things that we, you know, we see the magic. I I like to know a little bit how the magic happens. Okay, perfect. All right, we'll do that when we get back. Fan Effect podcast. We're talking with Dan Farr, founder of FanX Salt Lake, the big convention coming in 130-ish days from this very day that we were doing this. Um, <laughs> We've just announced some new guests from Scream. Uh, but, Dan, I want to talk about some other guests. You know, that's, of course, uh, one of the big draws of FanX is the, is who do you get to meet. You know, yes. this is your chance to have somebody come from the imaginary up on the screen to, oh, my gosh, they're really real and they're right there. Yes. Yes. Uh, It's always surprising when you see how tall Tom Cruise really is, which is probably why he doesn't do cons, because he spends so much time on screen trying to look taller than he shows up in person. Really? Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We've had some great guests in the past. Um, You know, we've talked about this. Salt Lake, we have a great reputation among uh, the the people that would come and do cons. So Mm -hmm. word of mouth is very positive for our con. Schedules don't always work out for the people. Some are willing, but it it doesn't work because you have to pick a date. Yeah. I mean, if if Robert Downey Jr. said, "Hey, could you move it two weeks?" Well, honestly, no, you can't.
1: Well, and and just even, want to even but you can't. behind the the sausage or how do you make the sausage a little further is most of the time we have very little input on the calendar date that we get to select at the uh, Salt Palace. You know, it's oh, like, okay. Yeah, it's really hard to get a date. So we've been lucky to kind of keep it within the, you know, two to three week period that we've in had September. in September, but that's a lot of work every time, you know, we, we have to make sure that we work out details to get that to happen because, uh, it's just, there's so many, so much demand on the convention center. And it's a
0: three day event. that yeah. involves thousands of people, thousands of people yeah, and you so got
1: set up and take down. And so that moving kinda, an event of yeah. that size is not just, well, you
0: know what, let's yeah. just
1: postpone it a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you'd want to, but you can't. Right. You just can't do that. So,
0: to be so, so for those of you who are like, why don't you always get, then the answer is always like our schedule and their schedule have to overlap as much as they might want to come and as much as we want to have them. It, it doesn't work out. Sometimes they're on the list and then they book a role and it changes yeah. things. Uh, sometimes health becomes a concern. I know that last year we had a few drop out. We did out of health concerns and yeah. and that's okay. And that so yep. hopefully that won't be the concern this year.
1: No, I, I I don't think that should be the concern this year. But but even like at a convention we did in Indianapolis, we had Tara Strong booked and she got COVID, so she had a drop out. So mm. so you still. You know, I guess you, you still can maybe lose a person or two because of COVID, but at least now they know what they're up against. And, and so they're not going to get close to the show and say, you know, I probably better not go. You know, it's not going to be that case I, unless, unless there's a, another wave of of uh the pandemic um i I think we'll be fine that way but so short short of something
0: unforeseen happening exactly we're we're going in the correct direction now i know this is a question that a lot of my friends have had about um photo opportunities yes is it up to the celebrity whether they'll be like the plastic divider that's entirely or their management sometimes right right them and their team their team yeah okay that's not like the photographer's insistence that's no. not a FanX no. like rule it's the celebrity says look I'm, I'm not necessarily comfortable yet with having people that close yeah. so that'll be up to and then you won't know
1: that until the day of right well we try to post it before if we do um, generally we try to let people know ahead of time um, well I mean I just yeah. does the celeb let you know until then or do you well that's we that's when it's happened you know generally we'll we'll find out we'll ask that question up front and you know we'll get an answer but there's always a few at the last minute they will say, hey, you know what, let's go ahead and put that up. Like, okay, well, we haven't told anybody, you know, and so they're, they're not knowing to expect it. But it's really, it's it's not a terrible look. I mean, it's not like you look at it and you go, oh, my gosh, that's just the worst thing ever. But with that being said, I, I expect by September there'll be very few, if any, okay. people requiring that.
0: And I hope so. And you know what? Some people, to to credit, they did some hilarious stuff. Yes. With the the
1: barrier. Yeah.
0: Um, I felt bad, a little bit bad for, like, the people who had photo ops with William Daniels. Mm -hmm. And that was one, because that was one who I really wanted to meet also. I felt bad. I mean, you know, his age and his health, like, I totally understood why. I just felt bad that, like, it just... I mean, you have to be separated. They were separate. He's sitting yeah. in a chair and you're standing over there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I felt a little bit bad for those, but still, yeah. they got a chance to meet and they got a chance to talk to him. And that's that's part of the experience, also. And he didn't get sick after our event. And that's very yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can
1: get him back again. Exactly.
0: Uh, but uh, all right, so I wanted to ask you about some guests. Now, these are guests that either you had scheduled that dropped out or ones that. It was rumored that we might get, so I'm just going to get some temperature taking here because, sure. you know, yeah. Dan knows all. Dan will tell us what he can tell us. He won't tell us what he can't.
1: Okay, that's fair. <laughs>
0: so last year we had Henry Thomas, and then he was had to drop out. Mm-hmm. Any news on Henry Thomas? Does it look like he might be able to come back? This was, of course, be Elliot from E.T. Yeah.
1: Um, yes. It does look like he'll be able to come back. Okay. Yes. Whether
0: that's this year or
1: not. Well, Hopefully this year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so there's our, there's this. let's call that our fan effect tease Ooh. For, for this, is that, uh, yes, it's in the works that we're trying to bring him back. We'll put okay. it that way. Okay. And so, yeah.
0: I hope he was yeah. disappointed that he had to drop out of last year. Of course he was. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, I, I'll tell you this. I'm going to sidetrack for one second. Keep your train of thought. Okay. But celebrities all talk about the different conventions that they do, and Salt Lake is known as one of the very best conventions for the celebrities to do because the fans treat them so well, you know, we do our best to make sure that they're taking care of, you know, the volunteers are amazing. They're so good. You know, they, they go beyond what they're asked to do. They'll come up with new things that even make it better for the celebrity guests there. You know, they, they're just so good at taking care of the celebrities. So we have so many things going for us. You know, we have, the Air Force from from the very beginning have been sending a, a group of volunteers down that help with the celebrity area with security and things. And it's just, you know, it, it's unmatched. You know, no, nobody puts on the uh, the show for the celebrities that like we do because I've been around to a lot of different shows. And, uh, you know, we just make sure we take care of them. And so they talk. And so that's the one thing, you know, like Henry Thomas, I'm sure – when he had to cancel, he's like, "Oh man, you got to get me back in that show next year." You know, t- telling his manager to do that, and so okay, yeah.
0: All right, now I believe it was two or three years ago. There was rumors that Chris Hemsworth was close to coming. Is it true that he was close to coming, or had you just yeah. made the offer?
1: No, yeah, you know, we had we had done some offers. We absolutely had put some offers out there, and it, there was some indications that it was looking possible but uh you know didn't didn't turn out but just know that there's kind of a list of evergreen celebrities that it's pretty much any time that they would travel and come to our event we would bring them in so chris hemsworth is on that list so's tom hiddleston benedict cumberbatch okay you know, you those can, were going to be yeah, the ones i was yeah, thinking of especially yeah, absolutely okay and how
0: about gal gadot cuz there was a time she was actually on the list
1: yes and then Boy, she had. Yes, yeah, she was out. so close. Yeah, yeah. That didn't. That didn't turn out. That. That's too bad. It was prior to Wonder Woman when we were. That you had her a, on the list. Yeah. And then Wonder we, Woman hit yeah. a couple
0: months before yeah. Fanex.
1: And then she just. She's so popular, so hard to. Well, duh. You know, pin down, yeah. Yeah, you know, they, I mean, you-, you I would could pay, pay five dollars to stand at a distance and watch her sign everybody's autographs. See, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that she,
0: she should do the Val Kilmer thing and actually put yeah. up the big curtains so you only get to see yeah. her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we we do. I think, uh, Carrie Elvis does that too. Carrie, when he first asked, he came to our show, he asked for that, and I was disappointed. I'm like, why? Everybody really? else gets to, you know, kind of be open and people can see him. And what I found out is, I, you know, I thought he was just being private. And I realized what he wants is he wants to have that moment alone with each fan, you know, that. They come in, he doesn't want the distraction. If he
0: doesn't see the line, he can have the moment without kind exactly. of that
1: mental thought of, all right, I got to yeah. speed this up. Exactly. Say, that's interesting. He doesn't see the line, and he also doesn't, he's not distracted. He can have that, you know, that one on one moment with each fan. And so, it's pretty neat. When, when I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm fine, you know. I, but before, it was like, why do you have to be different than everybody else, you know? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. But it, it works well. I think people have a great experience with him. He, you know, he'll, he'll, uh, Make sure that he gives a good experience to the fans that meet him.
0: I will say this:
1: if you've never been, even if you're not going to get the autograph, even if
0: you're not going to, you know, have the, the up close encounter, it is pretty cool to walk Celebrity Row and when you see them sitting there in front of their sign. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not going to go up to them, it's still cool. It's, it's like, still oh cool. You're gosh, like, Oh my gosh, they really are real. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, that they—that's—that's that's them. Yeah, it's—it's yeah. it's something. It's I, I just. Until you experience it and mm-hmm. it's just I, I still like walking down Celebrity Road just every mm-hmm. once in a while. So I'm like, I I, I I don't have time to be in the line, but I'm like, oh look, that's them. And if their line's short or if there's nobody there at all, I'm tempted to just go up and say hello. Say hello. And yeah. then I feel like, you know what, I should I should I should get I should pay for something because 'cause yeah. they're so nice to sit here and chat with me. But all right. So those <laughs> to me those those are the big two. Chris Hemsworth Gal Gadot. Now, yeah. here's one that I think would be a fun invite. And you know for Salt Lake again, because we're not the you know nationwide one, and we're not located ten minutes from Hollywood, right. which that's a great advantage that sure. some conventions have because it's very easy, much easier for people to, to get there. For us, it's going to require at least a, a day. Yeah. Um, although you could argue, if you're trying to drive from LA to, to other yeah. cities nearby, it could take as long as a flight to Salt Lake. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But, um, but what we have the advantage of, and this is how I viewed Sunday, so. Now, so Small podcast, especially when we're starting out. Uh, we're going up to Sundance. We're not getting the headliners of Sundance on our podcast. This is not going to happen. We're new. Yeah. We don't have the cachet of an IMDB that has a whole studio up there. Right. Variety has a whole thing. You know, like, we don't have that cachet. Uh huh. But we uh, there are also tons of people who are like, hey, I've got somebody. Maybe you haven't heard of him yet. Mm-hmm. But, hey, why don't you talk to them? And so we're not going to be like, well, if we can't have Robert Downey Jr. on our podcast, yeah. we don't want to talk to anybody. Because also, then there's another funny thing is um, once you interview some of them, they're like, hey, you know what? Somebody just became available, and then they kind of give you another step up on the ladder. But oh, that's awesome. But the cool thing is is those people that you talked to, the first group, uh-huh. three years later, they're, they're in this big. massive show, this massive hit, and you're like, holy cow. Yeah. And I feel like that's a, an area where we – have great potential. Like, they're kind of up and coming, mm-hmm. but hey, you never know who's the next... Or, yeah. you know, ironically, our first show that we had here, you had most of the cast of Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh-huh. That was the first There's show, right? That was the second right? show. That was yeah. the second show. Yes. Okay, but at that time, the reboots weren't quite a thing yet. No. Uh-uh. And now they are. And mm-hmm. suddenly, like, you know, you the first time you booked Mark... Well, I think when you booked Mark Hamill... Because I think that announcement was made before the Force Awakens came out.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Because it was like suddenly was 20, the Force Awakens was out 16. and he was in it, and all of a sudden everybody mm-hmm. we had to we had to use the Jazz Arena.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, no, it, it was great, great. Yeah, we've had that opportunity with people. A good example of this is Millie Bobby Brown. Oh yes. So okay. I, I had an agent contact me, you know, before just right after Stranger Things came out and it was starting to build up a little popularity. And the agent's like, hey, you should look at this Millie Bobby Brown. I go, who? Millie Bobby Brown. You mean the singer? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I might have yeah. thought yeah. that. Is that Whitney's yeah.
0: daughter or something like that? Yeah. That's what no. I would have – if you yeah. just told you me would, the exactly. name. You would think, yeah. that, before seeing right. I'd have
1: been like, is that like Whitney's daughter? Right. Yeah. And so, so we're, this agent is saying, no, really, you need to do this. And you know, we had her in a show in England. She did great. We want to bring her out here. And I'm like, okay, Then they put together the deal points like, oh man, that's a hard one, you know. And I'm kind of negotiating back and forth, and I don't know if I want to do this, and you know, because we had to fly out her parents and her sister and herself uh, from New York, and it was just just a lot of extra stuff that we wouldn't typically see in a deal. And I thought, oh come on, she's really big. right when she was peaking on IMDb, which IMDb is not always, you know, it's so, it fluctuates right, so much. Right. You can't just look at that number and say, oh, this person's number five on IMDb, therefore they're going to be popular at a convention. Right. You can't can't do that. So I, I said, okay, let's go ahead and do it. It, was, it wasn't too far before our event, so we brought her in, and, you know, you look at how giant she is. So just to give you an idea, her to, get, to bring her back today would be probably... Probably cost us about ten times what <laughs> wow. what it was to. I have believe her that time. though, yeah. and that's
0: probably the same thing happened yeah. with Gal Gadot. Is once exactly. she went in stratosphere, they're like, "Hey, yeah. remember that deal we made? I don't no, think it's it, enough." Was,
1: absolutely, yeah. No, you'd it,
0: like to think, "Hey, but man, we were there before this. Can yeah. we can you honor can, can, that? Yeah,
1: give us give us the old deal." Yeah, oh, exactly. You but know. I understand too yeah. that
0: their time is is now worth that, and so.
1: Well, um, it, yeah, and for her, I, I, yeah, she has so much going on. I, I don't know. I don't know that we will see her at a convention again. Um, who knows? I, I I do know that she doesn't need the money. She's, no. Her husband's very wealthy. And, uh, in an, you know, I'm sure she's business. pretty wealthy. You know, that's what I'm saying, so, but between the two of
0: them. What you do is you know, hope she wants to be with the fans. That's well, what you hope.
1: Well, they, and they do, and, it, and there's a lot of celebrities that do at the same time. She does and, have young kids, too, yeah, so I understand kids. that her
0: time yeah. when she's not filming is probably pretty precious also. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Those the, there's all those considerations. As fans, we think, well, who do we want to see and why won't they come? Right. But they're really, you know, they're, they're real people too, and they have considerations and things like that. That doesn't mean they don't love you as a fan. That just means uh, there's actually a funny yeah. scene. So we were talking about the offer, the show on Paramount, uh, uh-huh. about the making of The Godfather, that the Mario Puzo, the writer, I don't mm-hmm. know if this really happened. Something to this effect really happened in uh, in real life, but... He he! Finally, they, they tell him they're going to make his book into a movie, and so they take him to Hollywood. Uh-huh. They take him to a club, and Sinatra's dining there, and he's like, he's starstruck, like we get when the celebs come here.
1: Uh-huh. The, yeah.
0: the the I want to say the producer Al Ruddy's trying to shepherd Puzo around to get things ready for him to write the script with Coppola, and mm-hmm. he he just like leaves and goes straight over to Sinatra, and he's like, Mister Sinatra, like I just want to say I'm I'm a huge fan, and and Sinatra's like got like girls around him and he's at a table with his buddies and he's like oh you know thanks man if if it wasn't for fans like you you know things uh, I, I sure appreciate you and then he then he realizes it's Mario Puzo and he's angry at him because he thinks that his character is or that Johnny Fontaine character is based on him and so oh, yeah. he's enraged about this so then him and puzo almost get in a fight but it was just oh, that funny. idea of Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks. You yeah. know, if it wasn't for you, the. Yeah. And then he finds out who it is. And
1: he wants to fight him. But uh, <laughs> that was uh, turn on a dime. There. It yeah. was. It
0: was just a funny thought. Like th- they do appreciate you as a fan, and I'm sure they Sinatra do. appreciated his fans. Sure. He didn't appreciate that
1: fan. But. No. No. It, it is, and it, and I, it's interesting to see the ones that really recognize that it's the fans that made him who they are, versus some people that think that it's all about them versus about right
0: well and to be fair i've tried to put myself in their shoes and like what what would be a normal thing if let's say i'm a regular person and i want to act i get this role and then it goes big because a lot of times you don't have any say in whether it becomes big you just do your best in the role and then it takes off and you end up they call it riding the wave like you you didn't start it and you don't know when it's going to crash so you're just riding it and so they're still the same person they were before except for now the, all the circumstances around them have changed and I, I that's got to be a lot for people I mean some of the actors are real introverts you know the, the oh, method yeah. actors apparently in mm-hmm. particular the ones who really like try to turn themselves into the role but yeah. you know as cool as Christian bales' roles have been I'm not sure that he'd be the kind that would like to interact with fans yeah.
1: that's I think we kind of hear the same stories about Christian Bale. You know, that, well, I don't know. I'm just yeah. based on what no, I've read about no, him and, exactly. and, and of, how he acts, yeah. too, like how
0: he prepares for roles. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, Mark Hamill, I think Mark Hamill does a great job, but he also gets the fan thing. Totally does. And yeah. I think that the celebs that get the fan thing and that, that know how to work it, that, that that just makes him that much more beloved.
1: I, I, I don't remember if I told you this story about Mark Hamill last time, you know, when he was here, but I don't remember if I've talked about this before, but... I saw him turn it on for his fans, which was so fun to see. Because, well, you said yeah. in the car with yeah, your son. Yeah, in the car. Well, like, well, I was in the car, but it was when we went, yeah. I thought it was with your son. In the car. Yeah. Maybe I got no, that no, mixed no, up. No, 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 you have, you, yeah. So we were in the car together. I picked him up at the airport. Um, I was with the group to pick him up there. Got to say hello, talk to him. I talked more to his wife because, you know, he wasn't necessarily too interactive with me. And then at the convention, he was back in, in the green room area. And I walked back in there and I probably just said hello to him. I wasn't trying to have a conversation. I just was in that area. And um, then my son and a couple of my nephews walked in and all of a sudden I saw him turn it on and just focus in on talking to the kids. He had some things that he had signed, some cards that he'd put together, gave it to them. Just I saw him give that fan experience, you know, because he knew that, he, you know, he didn't he didn't need to treat me like a fan because, you know, I'm putting on the convention. He was our guest there. So he didn't need to turn it on there. He was, he was never rude or cold or anything. Just, you know, you can tell when somebody's a little more interactive. And he, you know, that's one thing I know about the celebrities that come to the show is they do need an opportunity to turn it off for a minute. Right. You know, they have to they go back. recharge they their they own have batteries. Have a cup of coffee, read their email or do whatever it may be. They need to just have that time to not have to to be on for the fans. Switched on. I, yeah. I call it switched on. It needs to be switched, it switched it on is. for the fans. Yeah. and But they, I saw them do it, and that just, to me, it's like, that's the best thing in the world. And, and if, you know, somebody maybe is a little bit of a headache behind the scenes, which happens very, very, very rarely. There's very few guests that we've had a little, you know, ruffles with. It's, you know, it's mostly really, really positive across the board. And the ruffles have never been terrible either. You that's know, just, good. Just that's a few, good. you know, a few little... Little bumps in the road, but, um, but to see them in front of the fans, if they're great to the fans, that's what it's all about. So you know, if they're giving people that fan experience, at the same, you know, at the same time, I mean, it is kind of hard. There, there are some people that have a kind of a up and down, like maybe aren't known to be to have the best fan experience, but still the opportunity to I'll meet. Tell you what? The, the place where I've
0: seen it, and I won't name names, but it's on Artist Row yeah some of the some of the bigger name artists that that have come in there was one who i was like really excited to talk to and i talked to them for a second and he was just really dismissive and and i don't know if i caught him at a bad moment then i asked my friend and he said no he was he's like that all the time i said okay i mean if that's what it is that's what it is i I can accept that i just you know kind of sour like why did you come to sit in front of like a hundred people and have a hundred people talk to you and and be sour like what what's the point of that
1: yeah i I I think that you you know you have some like Tyler Kirkham who's a local person that's mm-hmm. probably I just my interaction everything I've seen with him I can feel that he's nice to everybody you know he's just a really outgoing person so I I assume he's not the person you're talking no about. no 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 yeah. it, it
0: was a it was a national guy who'd done yeah. some uh, of the one of the big two or I might have been working for both of you two but that's because yeah. I, I don't want to single him out because I yeah no, I don't no, know no, what no, his no, day exactly. was like and, no, no. but I was just yeah. like
1: well that's. It's too bad. Sorry, I was excited to talk to you.
0: I I guess I'm not excited anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah. wow. Exactly, exactly. I'll I'll
0: go find somebody else who's in a better mood. All right, so a couple of suggestions. I would love to see Florence Pugh. And I don't know if she's started to reach that high level now because mm-hmm. she's. I'm seeing her in a lot more stuff. Mm-hmm. She played uh, uh, Natasha, the Black Widow's sister, the blonde okay. girl. Yeah, she was in Little Women. Mm-hmm. Really good in Little Women, I thought. But uh, you know, she's. I'm seeing her in more and more roles. She's got a new kind of horrorish movie coming out. Okay, uh, sometime soon. But that's why I say I don't yeah. know if. But that's somebody who I think, if, if she hadn't been on your radar, I think she'd be pretty cool. No, I
1: appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and
0: then who was I was trying to think of like in uh, the big, uh, the big movies that I've seen. Uh, I know we had William Zabka and Martin Cove mm-hmm. and um, Jacob Bertrand. Yes. Um, and we had Peyton List, but she yeah. had to back out. Yes. Any more Cobra Kai stuff in the works? Maybe we're working
1: on it. Yes, we're hoping so. Because there yes. are new series
0: premieres in September. I know that perfect, the net, the perfect next timing. Season. Yeah,
1: yeah. We, Maybe we the guy who plays the Chosen. Yeah. That'd be good. I, I, th- I think there's absolutely some people. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we want Ralph Macchio to come of course, back. He right. came to our show one time. It's been, what, four years now. So it's time for him to come Courtney back. Courtney Hennigler,
0: yeah. who plays his wife.
1: Yeah. She's mm-hmm. done some good stuff. But anyway, that was yeah. just some suggestions.
0: I'm Perfect. trying not to think like too but Like, I wouldn't have suggested yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. And yeah. I only brought up Chris Hemsworth because, because and Gal Gadot. there was, so because about there was that. some time that yeah. there, it might have been close. But, yeah. Uh, who. Let's see. What was I was going to write this question down and I didn't remember to do it. But uh-huh. um oh, here's the question that I wanted to ask because we gotta wrap up because I can see that there's a demand for our studio that we're using. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um what did you think you knew about FanEx before the pandemic that you know differently now? Wow. Or what was something that you thought you knew? Like this is this is how it is. Then the pandemic came and now you're doing it. what what yeah did you see what it's i'm saying a, like yeah, yeah. it's not just what, what have you learned because yeah. it's more like what did you think you knew
1: Boy, that's, and then you got yeah. and now it, what do you know different well i i guess i'd say i'm seeing a lot more of the sincerity of the celebrities that are willing to get out there to meet the fans that it's not just about getting out for a paycheck, but it's getting out because they do want to see the fans. You know, that they miss the interaction. You know, it's not just about, you know, how much money I can put in the bank, but it's about having that interaction. You know, I, I'm going to say this about William Shatner. It You know, he's somebody that's known to be a little... So at times could be a little cold, prickly yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying just when you 're meeting him sometimes oh, oh I see so what you're sometimes he's a little more friendly, sometimes he's maybe a little more business like okay um but one thing I do know is it just doesn't seem like he needs the money that he makes at the conventions for the sake of the money i think he I think he enjoys getting out there, meeting people, and having an experience. I think that's what drives it for him. I don't think it's just a dollar sign. You know, there's dollar signs associated with it, right. which, you know, that I think that's how I I'm sure he justifies it personally to do it, but he does he I can't imagine he's going to be living on the street if he wasn't doing conventions, you know. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm sure he's got plenty of money. If he had enough cash so, to get yeah.
0: on a SpaceX yeah. rocket, exactly. then yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll do okay yeah. otherwise. Yeah. But I just loved and, and I don't want to uh, William Shatner has a connection with Utah that I didn't know until the last. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody who didn't see that panel and who might be going to check out his panel this time in case he tells the story again. I'd rather have you find out the same, oh, that's so cool moment that I had when I found it out at uh, at the last X when he was at the, at yeah. the Jazz Arena. But uh, it, it was surprising. I've told it to some other Star Trek fans, and they didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I just I think that's uh, I think that's really cool. And. And so I look forward. I, I'm hoping he took questions from the audience last time, and me and my podcast host at the time was a huge Star Trek fan. We were trying to think up non-stupid questions right. for him, like because sometimes the questions of like, "What did you like best about Star Trek?" You know, yeah, I, it's okay. I I I send that say that somewhat in jest, but mm-hmm. you know, in episode, I, can, I can read that. I'd yeah, like to ask for episode what, twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when the they, famous Saturday Night yeah, Live yeah, sketch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. but it, you know. The question we came up with was something he, he directed Star Trek V. Hmm. And, you know, he made a joke about it in an episode of Futurama where he's like, you know, I got such a great performance out of myself in Star Trek V yeah. because I respected myself so much. Yeah.
1: I, I knew the director knew what he's doing, right? Yeah. That's funny. Um,
0: but there was a whole bunch of things that ended up affecting production of Star Trek V that, that didn't help it to become popular, which is why it's one of the less remembered. Uh, episodes of the series. But we came up with what was, I thought, a really solid question for him, Mm -hmm. but never got the chance to ask it. So, um, Mm -hmm. And I learned that when I hosted a panel, somebody told me this was an arrogant thing to say, and and I understand if that's the thing, but it'd be better if you submit questions beforehand so that somebody can go through and say, this is the kind of thing that I think would interest most people for them to talk about uh, versus... You know, just a kid who's super excited, right? To ask, "What's your favorite ice cream flavor?" Yeah, or something like, or "Can that. I have a
1: hug?" You know? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, and they always say yes because they're so nice. Yeah, what are they going to say? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just and then the line doesn't end when you're like, okay, that's yeah. enough time for questions, and then they're still standing there, and yeah, uh, it becomes awkward. But uh, hashtag first world problems, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Dan, I appreciate that. Uh, it's always fun to talk to you. I'm always trying to think up unique questions
1: for you, stuff you that— keep it so interesting. I love it. Yeah, it's fun to talk. I, I was going to say, uh, can I be a co-host on the show sometime? Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. No, we should. Yeah. Well, so tell fun. me your area yeah. of
0: expertise, and we'll talk about something that you well, know lots about.
1: Well, I I, I know a lot about— getting other people involved that know much more than I do. So that, that's what I know. That's it, a good skill. It, it that's is, a yeah. perfect skill for what, what we're talking do. about, which people is Fanex. more talented than I am, bringing them together. That, that's what I could do.
0: And we sure appreciate it. Yeah. Fanex 2022, September 22nd through the 24th, Salt Palace Convention Center. FanX Salt Lake or Fanex.com, which is where you can get tickets, take a look at the guest lineup guests announced seems like almost weekly yeah we're trying to do that so yeah. we've Still got something a lot more to fun announce. to look forward yeah. to every week or every couple of weeks yeah. and you know what here's the thing buy your tickets now because the guests are only going to keep getting better
1: absolutely yeah we we do have we we have some great offers out for sure so if we can get uh, some of them closed you know even some of the people on the uh eternal wish list you know we've got some formal offers out on some of the names that we've discussed uh today so
0: so we'll cross our fingers yeah. send positive vibes write letters right, if you let, have yeah. to yeah send not? nice yeah, emails saying boy it would be great yeah. my favorite actor if you would or actress would you come to fanx salt lake because we'd sure love it
1: well we you know we did one time get trouble for encouraging people to tweet at somebody to get them to come to salt lake oh. but if people do it organically on their own there's nothing wrong with that. You know, fans are are following certain celebrities that they'd, they'd uh, love to see in Salt Lake. It never hurts to put out a message out there to them. They may see it. And, you know, they see it enough times. Don't slam them. Yeah. You know, we don't want to do that. But if if fans mention it, you know, it's going it, to—I think it helps. I think hey, it, it y- really— Hey, you never know. Yeah.
0: Another thing I learned from the offer, Mario—Marlon Brando was in it because Mario Puzo wrote him a letter and said, I wish you'd be in this movie. Really? And oh, wow. And he'd read the book. And they didn't think they could get him. They were, in fact, they were even talking about that. And yeah. then suddenly they get a letter back. Brando wants to do it. He loved the book. Wow. And they're like, what? What? So, uh,
1: yeah, it doesn't it works. hurt to ask. Oh, it yeah. Works. It does not hurt to ask.
0: All right. Well, Dan, thank you again so much for being part of Fanex, uh, for, for creating Fanex and then for coming and joining us here on the Fan Effect podcast. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. We always go longer than I think. Well, no, thank because you. It's such a fun time talking. It is so fun. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, a KSL News Radio podcast. Beyond sci-fi, fantasy, gaming, Tech. We're excited to share with you our knowledge and arguments on everything pop culture and fandom. Based in the beautiful Beehive State, Fan Effect celebrates Utah's unique fan culture and we're excited to bring you local guests feel the same way I'm Andy Farnsworth. Listen regularly on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com or on the KSL News Radio app. Do you have a fun idea or local fan culture topic you'd like us to explore? Let us know by messaging our Facebook page at Fan Effect Show, where you can also get latest nerdly updates and join the conversation, too. And also follow us on Instagram at Fan Effect Show and Twitter at Fan Effect Show. And by the way, Fan Effect is E-F-F-E-C-T. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to have you back real soon for another episode of Fan Effect, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters.